Good afternoon, everyone. Kyle Williams, Director of Force Protection OFIC, with your weekly fire update for the week of August 2nd, 2021. Wow, lots going on. Uh, weekend, past week, highlighted by, unfortunately, thunderstorms. We talked about it a little bit last week, how I didn't love the forecast. They were talking about it was going to be wet, but sometimes, and, and stay east, but sometimes that turns into a stray, unfortunate event west of the Cascades. Uh, I thought it looked a lot like some of the forecasts lining up to the Douglas Complex 2013. Uh, turns out it wasn't too far off, maybe a little bit wetter than Douglas Complex. Lightning wasn't quite as efficient, but the stuff we had yesterday was still pretty impressive. So get moving, looking forward, uh, now that we've got a whole bunch of fire on the landscape. Start with the weather. Uh, so... First part of the week, so today, recording this Monday afternoon, um, going to see the return dry, a little bit warm, you know, not the hundreds that we'd been seeing, at least on the west side, but east side parts are getting pretty warm. That sort of progresses downward to the passing of what we call a dry cold front on Wednesday, and especially for the fires on the west side, this is a concerning event. That cold front's going to pass, bring it drops relative humidities. Uh, and increases winds uh, on the west side, that can lead to some pretty challenging conditions. Good news is, oh, and on the east side, that creates instability that's going to drive some more thunderstorms, which is the same thing we've been seeing basically daily since last Tuesday over there. So good news is once that passes, we are expecting cooler conditions for the rest of the week on into the weekend. Uh, the National Weather Service is thinking of rebuilding to heat at the end of the week, Sunday, uh, but I got a weather guy I watch that's talking about eh, maybe another round of uh, potential for some rain uh, beginning of next week. So that's la la land, seven day out type stuff. But that's that's kind of what's happening here. Rough first couple three days of this week into some cooling, which is going to be welcomed. Um, on the east side, though, uh, thunders just write it down every day. Chance for thunderstorms. Chance for thunderstorms. There's, in fact, there's a red flag warning up for today and tomorrow. Uh, for abundant lightning on dry fuels. Looking at the radar right now as we speak, there is a bunch of thunderstorm activity going over there, but a lot of it uh, looks to be incredibly wet. In fact, there's some flash flood uh, warnings up for northeast Oregon. Okay, jumping then into um, the fire situation, and and there's there's some good news, bad news here. Let's start with the fires that have been on the landscape for a while, the ones we've been talking about now for a couple weeks anyways. Okay, uh, the big one, bootleg fire. Here's some good news. They have a line all the way around it, and they are in full mop-up mode. There's a team down from Alaska, Alaska Team 1. Some of you may have familiarity with from a couple years ago. Uh, this time they handed over a mop-up show to them, and they've been doing uh, good work to try and get that thing all the way buttoned up. Has received uh, rain a couple times over the last few days, and they expect to be winding that down through the week. It's still 413,000 acres, uh, so an enormous amount of work to do there, but making progress anyways. The other one out on the east side that's a good news story is Elbow Creek. So northeast Oregon by Troy, 22,000 plus acres. This is where ODF Team 3 has been. Uh, they also, I will give them credit, had line all the way around this thing and were in mop-up mode, but then they got dumped on yesterday to the point of flash flood warnings up. And so the good news there is, uh, especially in that country, fire goes out fast in, in some of that light fuel. They are going to be transitioning uh, to a type three organization tomorrow, which means those folks from ODF get to go home. 
get them back in the barn, get them a couple days off, get them back in the barn, ready to help out. So that's good. Now, some of the other stuff that's going on uh, that's a little bit not as good news. As I mentioned, since last Tuesday, lightning basically ripping the crest of the Cascades every day. And it started out pretty slow, you know, onesie, twosie, lightning fires here and there. But as the week progressed, started to see a lot more activity. Uh, the first of such was what turned into uh, the Middle Fork Complex on, um, well, it's kind of a combination of the Umpqua and the Willamette. Um, there's a type two federal interagency team on that led by Larry Goff, uh, watched their team cooperator briefing this morning. It's actually a pretty positive story. There's, I don't know, 10, nine or 10 fires kind of around the Oak Ridge centered area. There are, uh, most of the fires, uh, contained in some form of mop up. There are still four of them though, uh, that are causing, you know, some amount of challenges, but with some kind of positive to it uh, as well. The Quis fire, which is an interesting name, is their highest priority. It is close, if not threatening, private lands. Um, they got equipment in there yesterday. A couple hotshot crews came in yesterday. They've got another Type 2 IA crew today uh, working with the crews and the equipment. Got a hose lay started on the top, getting some indirect line in there uh, and, and some direct line, trying to get that thing buttoned down. Uh, I want to say they had it at 60 acres or so. Uh, the team thinks two to three days, if they can keep focused on it, they'll get it tucked in. The Gales fire is another challenging one uh, that actually was causing the problems on the next fire I'm going to talk to you about. Yesterday, got in, scouted some line opportunity. Nothing great. There's uh, basically one road into it that they got opened up yesterday, uh, which secured one edge of it, looking for some other semi-direct opportunities uh, to get some line, hand line in, tying into some old roads type thing. And they are setting up a contingency line for this one. So going a little bit wider outside of it, if they can't find success, you know, getting in close to the hand line, indirect tactics, they're going to have to step back. They have equipment prepping contingency line today into tomorrow uh, if, if things were to go bad on there. And so that would create a bigger footprint of Gales Fire. Still a little bit of – there's still some optimism there, though. Next one is Elephant Rock, and that's currently unstaffed. It's at six to seven acres. been holding there for the last 24 hours. Uh, today they're trying to get people into it, see uh, if where it's checked up will hold beyond just today uh, there's a little bit of a piece of hand line they've got to get put in to connect a couple of roads they had not been able to put people on it because the gales fire was threatening the only access into it again this common theme on some of our federal partners uh lands federal neighbors lands probably a better term for it um access 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 right it's really hampering their ability especially with all these fires across the landscape to get in and do what they need to do but Credit to those folks. They are they are giving it uh, a puncher's chance. Like I said, get some equipment where they can. And uh, that Gales fire, uh, now that they feel a little bit better about it, they're willing to put people into Elephant Rock um, and, and not thinking they'll be cut off quite as immediately as they had yesterday. And then the last one in that uh, Middle Fork Complex, Mile 9, that is another one where they're trying to get ideas for how to go direct on it, uh, looking at a couple old roads that are out there, opportunities to connect them with some ridges. Nobody on that one either, but when resources come available as they mop up some of the other ones in the complex, they're hoping to have a good plan ready to go, bump things over there and get it wrapped up fast. So that sounds scary, uh, and it probably is, 
but the team sounded uh, hopeful this morning, at least in their briefing, that they can get around that. Other one just south of there, kind of another complex sort of between what's now the Jack Fire. Oh, I forgot to talk about the Jack Fire earlier. That's still looking good. Winding down, it's about 65% containment now. That's the one that's been burning up the 138 corridor since July 5th, I think. Um, another complex popped up just between the Jack Fire and that Middle Fork complex I was just talking about. They're calling it the Rough Patch Complex. Again, on Forest Service lands at the moment, uh, but is threatening private land out in that corner. Uh, they call it the Kalapuya Divide, Upper End, Sharps Creek, um, kind of that country. Sutherland, Main Block, uh, Rock Creek, that kind of country. Anyways, um, hard to get information on this fire. It's 19 individual fires. The team and the limited communication they've put out so far has said that they are engaged on every one of the 19 fires. Uh, and yesterday, each one of them received some form of precipitation. I am going to leave it at that because I don't know a whole bunch more, uh, but it's one I'm working on trying to trying to find out some more information for you. So that's rough patch complex. Then on to the real bad news. So if you, if you put yourself geography wise, right, we started in Middle Fork complex, kind of that middle upper Umpqua area, rough patch complex, center Umpqua uh, or middle Umpqua, and now what they're calling Skyline Ridge Complex. And so this one is on or in threatening private lands, Tiller Country, um, Canyon Mountain Country, just east of Canyonville, all of that area. So far, DFPA has been just running ragged along with private landowners. Talked to a couple of our folks who were on the line icing fires uh, this morning. Um, they think they've got about 20 to 25 active fires, the largest of which is at 20 acres. They're spread over a large area, about 20 air miles. Logistics are really stretched. Uh, resources are really stretched. And so Pat Scripp at DFPA has made the decision to order ODF Team 1. So Joe Hessel's coming back out of the barn. They, they just had time to kind of take a nap and get a cup of coffee. They are coming back over the hill. They just got done with bootleg. Uh, and they will take this fire over. Hopefully, uh, they continue to find uh, success with the initial attack of all those fires throughout today so that the team is just going to inherit a whole bunch of little fires. Again, the biggest one being 20 acres right now. Um, but as the afternoon is progressing, they continue to pick up smokes, continue to pick up smokes. And so that's going to keep stretching what resources are available there. Um, and some of those fires are unstaffed because, just because of that resource stretch. And so... Uh, as you folks uh, get calls from ODF asking for help, please, please, to the best of your ability, uh, help answer that call. They need some more bodies. Then move on from that Skyline Ridge complex, go down to Southwest Oregon District. And uh, the folks at uh, Grants Pass and uh, Medford at ODF, along with the folks from the Siskiyou, they got hammered as well. Uh, their dispatch center uh, identified 50 fires over the weekend, and so far, every one of them, there's 35, are contained, and they are actively engaged on the remainder. Now, they continue to pick up fires as well. I think the biggest one they've identified is about six acres. So lots of fire. They aren't getting up and pushing on the guys, on the folks down there yet, uh, but it is incredibly challenging with the resources that they have available. And California, just across the border, south south down there, 
a different story. They've got, it's going to be called the river complex. You're going to hear a lot about it more over the next couple of days. It's going to pump a ton of smoke into Medford Grants Pass, Southern Oregon today and tomorrow. It's 18 fires and those ones are not behaving in the same fashion as the ones in Oregon. They're standing up and taking off multiple thousands of acres in the first day. Um, uh, Cal Fire team on order for that stuff, but it's going to get big, going to pump a lot of smoke, which is going to create challenges with detection for these fires in Oregon. And so to the extent, again, you folks are able to get eyes out on the ground, your contractors, your foresters, please, please be engaged in doing that. Uh, and so that we can keep finding these fires when they're small and having success at initial attack. So far, that's been the theme. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, passing in that cold, uh, uh, cold front are really going to challenge things that uh, aren't, that don't have line on them yet. So going to hold our breath for the next couple of days. I think once we get into Thursday, Friday, we have a good sense of what fires are on the landscape, which ones are going to challenge us. Things will come into clarity relative to the overall workload, but at least for the next three days, people are going to be heavily engaged in, in the lightning situation up and down the, the Cascades and, and a little bit west of I-5. So as fast as I can do it, uh, that is the current update. We will hold our breath and check in again next Monday, and it will be a good news story, just a whole bunch of little lightning fires and rain on the way and in the forecast. All right, everybody, take care and have a safe week.